afternoon, everyone. My name is Tony McDonnell. I'm a lay consecrated man in the Red and Christine movement. I currently am working in New York. I work in two parishes as the religious education director for both children and adults. And I am also a spiritual director here in the city. I work in Old St. Patrick's Cathedral in Lower East Manhattan. And I also work outside the city in Mount Vernon at St. Peter and St. Paul and St. Ursula Parish. Thank you very much for tuning in for this Holy Week. Let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle them the fire of your love. Lord, send forth your spirit and things are created and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray, Lord, by the light of the Holy Spirit, you taught the hearts of your faithful. In that same spirit, give us right judgment and the joy of your consolation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. So it is Holy Tuesday, and uh, we are going to be reflecting on the Last Supper. And we'll take some points from the Last Supper as reflection, uh, ideas for you to think about, to pray about, to meditate upon, to contemplate as we uh, go through this Holy Week together, which of course has been one of the most uh, unusual Holy Weeks for, I would say, for most of us all across this country. We're in a very similar situation. We've been put in a moment of challenge. Usually when we start Lent, we put up some challenges for ourselves. We might want to give a little bit more money in alms. We may want to uh, fast more frequently from things we like. We may totally give up or give up totally some food or some dessert or Friday evening wine or chocolate. You know, we might hone in on that and and do that. And uh, we try to follow through with the best of our ability. And then we go on with our lives and usually we're working and the kids are at school and everything is fairly normal and uh, life moves along. But this Lent, as Lent is growing, what we found ourselves engaged in is more a opportunity for our faith to grow in a way that we never thought. We're now being asked to take on sacrifices that we normally wouldn't have taken on. Some people have actually lost their jobs. Some people have um, been laid off. They don't know if it's permanent or temporary. Some people are now cooped up in their homes with their family all the time, which can be a challenge. Some people are no people who have died. I know someone just across the street from me here, just I can see his house from here, um, died, went to the hospital four days later, died from the coronavirus, a member of our local parish, very uh, valued member. His name is Peter, so please keep him in your prayers. Uh, he's left behind his wife and uh, three older children, the youngest being in college. So please uh, keep that family in your prayers at this time. And some of you may know other people, yourself, maybe even close family members who have maybe died from coronavirus. So we have lots to pray for uh, this Holy Week. So in that spirit of prayer, we're all united here. Now, in the midst of this difficult time and these challenges, we have to still 
as Christians be symbols of hope, we have to try to live hope to the best of our ability. And Christ going through his suffering, it seems counterintuitive for us that there's hope there. But like as Christians, we need to be on top of this. We need to have this attitude that hope can come from from any place, anywhere, can, can be in any place, can be at any time. Um, I think, quite frankly, this is a moment for Christians in this country, in whatever country, if you're watching this from another country, this is a moment for us to really show forth who we are. Um, Christianity was born from a very difficult moment in history. Um, 2,000 years ago, the Roman Empire wasn't friendly to Christians the new Christians who were pop popping up. I mean, the church really was growing in the midst of a lot of challenges and not accepted by the greater community. And there's a lot of suffering, there's a lot of martyrs, there's a lot of difficulties and Christians, uh, you know, led the way trying to help society, helping the poor, helping the disfigured, helping the lepers, helping discarded children. So as we look at our our Lent this year, we have an opportunity here to step up to the plate and give hope to others because there are people around you in your neighborhood, even in your own family who are suffering more because they don't see the hope of Christ. So let's offer up this meditation for for those those people who are having difficulty or even yourself who are having difficulty, like you're starting to ask yourself questions like, is this is this really happening? Can this really be happening to us at this moment? It's it is fairly intense over here in New York. We're sequestered. Uh, we're on lockdown. Not much movement going on. I can't go to work in the city. Um, life is much more complicated. I'm missing daily routine. You're all missing daily routines. Your children might be at home, and that's a challenge there. You might be homeschooling, and you haven't done that before. Uh, a lot of you got to keep them entertained. You got to keep them fed, and then you're not sure when you can go out to the grocery store. Uh, you got to be careful. So we're all in in a situation we didn't plan, and so it's important for us to pray for another and, and make the best of the situation. In this gospel in John, I just were going to read briefly, you know, a statement that really struck me in the Last Supper, when Jesus says to Judas. What you are going to do, do it quickly. In suffering, who wants to suffer? No one wants to suffer. I know I don't want to suffer. I don't enjoy suffering. And Jesus himself here, who knows that something really terrible is, is coming down his way very shortly, you know, he wants to get past this as soon as possible. I know that uh, I like to run, and sometimes I like to run hard if I'm training for a race, and um, there are hard runs you have to do that you have to get through, and some days I just don't want to do them, and they're complicated, but I'm always happy when that run is done, when I'm finished and I've handled the situation. And so here we all find ourselves now in a difficult time of suffering, and Christ is asking us, you know, can we, we'd like this to go by quickly, if, we could, if, if possible, but can we actually, can we handle, can we go deeper in our faith at this moment? This is something we really need to reflect on. I think we're being asked to look at ourselves interiorly and say, what really is my relationship 
with God? How far does it really go? Am I really open to doing God's will in as many situations as possible? You know, and I'm being offered and you're being offered those situations now all the time, closer quarters with your family members, uh, lack of routine because work may be stalled right now. You can't go. Um, you're trying to fight uh, Zooming all the time and how to do that well. And you're trying to teach other people to figure out how to communicate with other people through Zoom. Like, for example, in the religious education program I run, thanks be to God, we now have Zoom going in both places on Sundays. And we're communicating with the parents and the children, but that's just, it's not a normal thing for me to have to set up or to do, or, or my catechists to have to set up or do, or the families to have to set up or do and try to bring their children in in and, and, and want to listen. Um, but you know, thanks be to God through all this effort and trying to figure this all out, it, there's been very good fruit already in a short period of time. So I'm very grateful for that. And so I'm sure each of you has your own situations where you're doing things you never thought you would have to do. You're trying to figure out uh, new ways to communicate. Uh, you're trying to figure out creative ways uh, to make food for the family. You're trying to make things go a little longer than usual. You know, we're all we're all trying to do all these things. So we'd like this again to go by quickly, but here we are uh, in the midst of it. And when you're in the midst of it, it's more complicated. And can we can we live our faith? in the midst of this to a greater degree. And I think with our supporting one another and praying for one another, it's all quite possible. So our Lord here is in this very difficult situation. He knows what's coming down the pike. He wants it to pass, but yet he will accept it as, as we're going to accept what's coming our way. It's the second point, you know, we're going to talk about our Lord here. When he had left, Jesus said, now is the son of man glorified and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and he will glorify him at once. So our Lord is reminding us that through the suffering, through this difficult, any difficult moments, and I'm sure many of you have amazing stories to tell about difficult moments in your time of suffering. Some of you have had cancer. Some of you had that someone died close to you and, and, and that wasn't expected. And and yet here you are, here you are in another moment of, of difficulty and God's asking you to go to dig a little bit deeper. We put ourselves in our Lord's situation here, very difficult. You know, being man at one, one moment and simultaneously being God at the same moment, having those dual natures simultaneously we, we can't imagine what that was. Then, and he being innocent, being innocent through all this, but yet wanting to glorify his father. How amazing to keep that, that in our minds, that this type of imitation of Christ that we're called to do is like an imitation of the things that, that aren't easy, but that we must persevere in that imitating Christ is is the greatest call that we have as a human person imitating Christ right now is more complicated uh, we can't go to church at least where I am I can't go to mass there's no daily mass I'm a daily mass communicant for as long as I can remember um, 
obviously weekend mass, just a regular part of my life, regular confession. It's not all, it's not all, it's possible right now. I, I'm learning to pray without that. And God's going to bless that. You know, we'd love to be at mass. We can't be at mass. We'd love to see our fellow community members and parishioners. We can't do that like we, we're used to. Your children can't see their friends uh, in religious education or their Catholic school or what public school, wherever they might be. They can't, they're all, everyone's out of, out of their routine. So we're being asked to still glorify God in the midst of this. And it's all very possible. It's all very possible. In Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning, I've been thinking about that book recently, how he, his reflections, writing that book, how he was able to bring a sense of hope to people in the midst of concentration camps, in the midst of that crazy suffering, in the midst of World War II. What amazing thing was going on there that he still wanted to give a sense of hope. And one of the things that kept him going and he encouraged others was like, stay in the moment. How do I bless God in this moment? How can I do that type of, how can I lead that type of life that is a blessing to God right now? How can I be a sign of hope to others who are suffering in the midst? And again, I alluded to that earlier in the talk that this is very important for us. We are Christians. We profess Christianity as like our core belief. We profess the creed when we go to mass on Sundays. We say we are Christians. And so how do you know Christians by their love? by how they treat one another, how they pray for one another in difficult times. And this is where we are as a church right now. This is the challenge we face. You know, this can be a moment as difficult as, as it is, as a moment of awakening for, for people. I've even found myself that I, I have had some conversations, even though they're online, um, where I'm, I'm noticing some people that weren't necessarily as open to matters of faith are, are more open. So God is, is present. You know, we can't forget that God is present at this moment. The third point that we can bring up here in this gospel of John chapter 13 is Jesus saying to us a very tough question. He said this to Peter, actually. Will you lay down your life for me? Will you lay down your life for me? Well, uh, I don't know. If I was Peter, I don't know. I probably would have said the same thing. Yeah, I'll do it, Lord. But then when the moment came, I disappeared. I ran away. I denied three times. You know, can we lay our life down for the Lord in the difficult moments? That's, that's tough. And we are in difficult moments right now. There are difficult moments right now. Potential unemployment or current unemployment, 401ks maybe disappearing, like um, no school for the kids, the challenge around the house, like these are, these are difficult moments. And so can we in these difficult moments step up and still see what is key here, that there's still meaning, that there's still purpose, that God is still present can we do that? Can we be people of God when we don't have mass? You know, when we don't have regular confession? When we're kind of wandering in the desert, 
you know, or will we fall away? Will we say, well, what is the use? How can God do something like this? And how can he leave us alone? How can he abandon us? You know, it's an it's a interesting point. And I'm not just saying this from like a intellectual point of view, but interiorly, what is my attitude? How am I seeing this situation? Have I started to develop? I know in the in the beginning, particularly here, like when I feel discombobulated, I feel like it takes me uh, twice as long to get half half as much done because there's so many new things you have to kind of work on to to put systems in place and a daily routine and and a prayer routine and you know to to you need routine you need structure you need structure I need structure your kids need structure. Uh, challenge yourself to have like a routine of things going on in your life every day, routine of prayer, routine of eating, routine of, of laundry, routine of fun around the house, some games to play with the kids. Like you need these routines. So you'll be able to say, yes, Lord, I will follow you. Because if you, if you get the, make these good habits, keep them happening, uh, keep fighting for them and helping your children and your spouse to keep in good habits and not to give up the things you knew before this this lent this lent was hoisted upon us you know you you will be a stronger person you'll be a better person you'll be a person that's more like Christ you'll be more a disciple of Christ because you'll be able to handle more difficult situations you know You'll be able to see, ah, Christ is still in the midst of all this. In fact, I can see him better than before because I know I can handle difficulties. So let's pray for one another. Let's be signs of hope for one another. People you don't know, your neighbor you don't really know or maybe didn't get along with, be a sign of hope for them. Be a sign of hope if you're out there in the workplace for others, encouraging others. And uh, let's make this even though a more difficult Lent, a, a very good Lent for all of us and for, for all of those that we know. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. We give you thanks, Almighty God, living and reigning now and forever. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. God bless everybody.